Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Year of Love podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wu. Well, it's week 21, and this has been a very special week here in the world. We've been celebrating the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, and we've got a lot to share. But first and foremost, I'm excited to have probably one of the most important guests I could ever have. My mom, Vera Wu, is going to share with you a little bit of what inspiration the queen has been to her and to her life. Hey, mom, welcome to the show. All right, thank you. Are you glad to be here? Yes, I am. Do you subscribe to the show? I will. You will. <laughs> In other words, you're not doing it now. That's actually true. She does not subscribe now. Beginning. Okay. When did you first hear about the queen? In 1947. And what happened? It was uh, a, a school day, regular school day. The principal came and said, the queen, the royal family is coming to South Africa. And we have to make some arrangements. Mm -hmm. Who would like to see the queen? <laughs> and straight up, my hand went out. I was in the second grade. But I decided I wanted to see the queen because I had read a lot about London. One of my teachers who had left earlier, Miss Rose, she had books of Whitehall and books of London. Mm -hmm. And she shared it with us. And I, I took to, to liking these books. I was very impressed by London and Edinburgh Castle and all that. So I said, good, I'd like to see the queen. So what happened? So the teacher said, I can only send two kids, mm. one girl and one boy. Mm. So they said, we'll vote on it. So the teachers voted on it. And one girl was, was picked out mm -hmm. and, and the guy. It wasn't you. It wasn't me. And how'd you feel about that? I was sad mm. and I was mad. Mm. I said, what does she know about the queen? Good question. Has she read anything about the queen? Also good. And she said, no, I don't know anything, but I'd be glad to see her. You did not go to see the no, queen. No, I did not go. So instead of seeing the queen, what did you guys do to commemorate the visits? We had a party at the beach. The mayor decided to make a party for all for the school children. Everybody who wanted to go to the party came. So they served hot dogs and they put on fireworks. Okay. And so did you get to see it on television that there no, was no or, television there. right before television. Okay. So what impact did not seeing the queen have on you? I was very sad. After reading all those books about the queen, I was very sad, but it kept in my mind that I do want to see the queen at some point. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just went on my business, went about my business. And in 1952, we were informed that the king is dead. Right, because of course she was visiting in 1947 yeah. with her father, who was then the king, who King George. Dead. Right. Um, but this was, uh, uh, so 1952, she now became queen. Uh, right, she was being queen. She was being, right, they were gonna have right. her coronation, yeah. And she was being anointed. Right. And, and she was going to be crowned. Mm -hmm. So 
I just read that in the paper. And the school gave us medals, mm -hmm. which we could put on our uniform. So thereafter, would you say that the queen has been an important role model in your life? Yes. Yes, she was. I thought she was a very brave and strong woman. And I admired her for being the head of the country and head of the Commonwealth. She had at least 10 to 15 countries that she was head of. And how did she as a young mother, even as a young working mother with a man who she was married to who was foreign, how did that impact your life? Because you also married a man that was not from your own culture. So how did having a, her having a husband who was different impact you? She was very kind to him. And she very she really treasured him. And she respected him. And she let him uh, to uh, control a lot of things that she was in charge of. And then what did you in turn take from that? How did you apply that to your life? Well, since I went to Hong Kong in 1969, I married a Chinese man who also was very, very kind and very strong. And I backed off a little to give him space to tell his story whenever we were together and we were speaking in English. I let him take over the conversation. Do you think that Queen Elizabeth is a role model for women of your generation? I think so. What impact do you think her being a leader at such a young age has had on women like yourselves who were the first wave of women to really go into the workplace and hold their own working in a lot of times in fields that men were traditionally in? Well, women were stronger. They became even more with Queen Elizabeth's example. She was a, a mother and a queen and ruling many countries. So that was very impactful. And what do you think as an older person now, dare I say some may call her elderly, but as an older person now, she's at least a, you know, 10, 15 years older than you are. What are you learning about the way she's managing her later years that you are, are taking from? Well, she's very strong and very determined. And she lived her life up, uh, trying to get to this Jubilee Day. And she lived for this and she believed she would make it and surely she has made it. People, do women need role models? Yes, they do. Why? Because we are, we are downgraded by the men. The men take over different items and that's it. And women are not even counted. And how important is it to see a woman who is in a strong place you know, you're a woman who has also have been very strong and also been a leader as well in your own career and helping people. How does seeing someone like Queen Elizabeth, you know, be strong and powerful, how does that impact you? How does that influence you? It has reinforced the fact that I can be strong. And I know I'm strong 
I can't be strong. And I do things that are respectable. And what example do you have where you felt like you had to pull from within on that strength? What's an example of where you put that strength into play? Well, I come from a big family. I uh, try to educate the rest of the family and may them come up to the level. And what about like, where you came from? I mean, talk about the town that you grew up in and where you've traveled since then. It was a small town. Where? In Port Hepson. And Which is grew, in South Africa. Right. We, we grew corn in our backyard and peas and a few uh, fruit trees, papaya for one. Right. And what let's talk about the fact that you didn't just grow up in South Africa. You grew up in South Africa during apartheid, yeah. which was one of the most discriminatory type of um, policies a government can have against people. What was that experience like? That was painful. It certainly was painful because the Africaners ran rush, roughshod over us and they didn't give us any kind of consideration. And we as children had to walk six miles to school and six miles back. Because in the system, in the apartheid system, you were not considered white. No. What were you considered or classified as? As a, a colored person. Because? Because we were not white. Because you came from mixed family, mixed heritage. Uh, right. Right, and a mixed heritage. So you did not enjoy the... The benefits that other people had, even though to the outward look and feel, you look like you have a white complexion, but that did not matter, right? It mattered yeah, it what was on matter. your birth certificate. Even, yeah, right. On my birth certificate, I was registered white. Because? Because I was brought into register by my father's uh, boss's wife. Mm. She took me in and they said, okay, a woman a child was brought in by this lady has got to be white. Mm. So they registered me white. Mm. So even with that, I still was not considered white. But did that cause any conflict? Because other members of your family were not registered in the same no, way. No, my family did not know anything about it. Mm. So it didn't cause conflict, no, it did not. but you also don't look like others of your relatives too. I mean, that's no, also true. So, and what kind of conflict did that create for you? Was that, a, was that burdensome or what was that to? It was borderline half in and a half out. Yeah. It's an interesting place, right? To be half in and half out. Mm-hmm. And people kind of, you know, can think you're one thing, not really know what's right, your story, yeah. et cetera. Absolutely. What was the thing that you learned, though, from that experience? Now you're here in America. Like one of the things you did, which was very strong, you left South Africa. You married a man who was not from your group. You married a man in Hong Kong. Yeah. Two years later, you leave Hong Kong, you move to the United States. So you like you make two major moves in your life. And then for the last 52 years, you've been living in New York, you've been living in America, you've been living on the East Coast. 
I mean, that had to like really take a lot to 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 pull empowered. from within. Yeah. I feel empowered now in the United States because I can be who I want to be. And when you think about now, what would you what advice would you have given your younger self to say the girl who didn't get to see the queen? What would you say now that you see her? You're here now. You can celebrate her, her platinum jubilee. What do you? What would you say to yourself, the girl who didn't get a chance to see her then? I'd say, hurry up and grow up, and travel out of the country. So two months ago, we did actually go to London, yeah. right? And we did visit Windsor Castle. You're right. And what was that trip like? That wasn't our first trip. We had been to London before. But what was that experience like going to see the Queen or at least where the Queen lives now? What was it that was great. It was a wonderful feeling. It was empowering and it was wonderful. Although when you were in Windsor Castle, you did think you could see why she could be lonely. Yeah, it's a big castle. It's huge. It has many rooms. Do you feel like now looking back at your life, I'm sure the queen is looking back at her life now and thinking, wow, it went fast. As you look back at your life, what are some of the key things you think about that you're happy that you achieved? Well, the fact that I became a nurse and a midwife, I feel I brought a lot of happiness to a lot of people. That's so true. And since you've been retired now for the last decade, what's your thought in terms of, are you amazed when you think about the little girl that you were reading about London and now living in some of these major cities? What do you think about that? Well, it's really beautiful. I feel so accomplished and I feel so satisfied with my life. I think I have lived a good life. Thanks, everybody. Remember that you will find us on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon, on Audible, and everywhere podcasts are. Don't forget to subscribe. Go to Year of Love Podcast for the podcast directory, or you can watch us on YouTube. Hope everybody has a terrific week. Bye.